Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast because it's our dream to start our own food or beverage business one day. And we thought, what better way to do that than research some of our favorite food and beverage brands? How's it going, John? It's going great, Thomas. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I am partied out. Woo! Yeah, you were telling me a little bit before the record. You had a nice time last night. Yeah, I had a little bit of a nice time. It was the first social gathering that I've been to since, you know, everything that's happened. And I was telling, you know, everybody... Hey, my podcast just finished phase one. Everyone was like, that's that's incredible. Like, congratulations, kudos. And so I was just like, I was, I was uh, basking in that, I guess. You know what? That must be it because we were going to tell everyone, we're, we were going to announce today on this record about entering phase two and the fact that we have phases. And before we even did that, we got a flood of emails this morning. Yeah. About oh, really? congratulations on phase one. Yeah. Oh so my God. I, that, wonder I was wondering how the they knew about that. They're, so I definitely yeah, leaked. Sure. I absolutely leaked. John, you leaked. I leaked. <laughs> yeah. So I think I talked to a few of my friends and then I saw them, you know, on their phones after I was done talking to them. And I was wondering if who they were texting or who they were, you know, emailing or tweeting. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. But the fact that so many people have been emailing us about the end of phase one it it had to have spread it was a super spreader event i guess and i was ground zero yeah well i'm glad you did it because we were gonna read these emails on this episode in a very special atypical great samaritans no guest podcast episode that's right thomas and i are kind of Kicking our shoes off and leaning our feet up against the desk on this one. We are taking it easy. We are here to celebrate. I've got my Bragg's water right here. I'm ready to sip it. I'm having a good time. And I'm just here to celebrate. Yeah, that's right. We reached we reached the milestone of episode 22. And so we're going to celebrate with this special episode. From the beginning of this podcast, we just really wanted to get to 22 episodes. Um, that was like our first milestone, and and it's just it's it's huge that we were able to achieve it. So originally, what we were going to do with this episode before these emails came through was just go through all of the episodes that we thought we missed an opportunity on. A lot of the times, we realize that some of the first things the guests say when we ask them why they chose a brand are actually all we need to help the brand as much as possible. But sometimes we get a little carried away and other ideas that we come up with and we don't really use that first thing that they said. So for today, we chose five episodes where we feel like that happened to us and we're gonna revisit them and see what we can come up with. So we're gonna break this episode up into two main portions. The first being, we're going to read our fan emails. And for the second part, we're going to go back and give ourselves a second chance with those five episodes. All right. Here's the first email. 
Congratulations on your sec- 22nd episode. Have you ever had any beefs offset between you two? Wow. I get why this question was asked. You know, because I feel like we are pretty amicable. Yeah. Well, there's really only one situation, you know what I mean? There's like one situation where I can think, oh, I really actually got frustrated with Thomas. And that was when we were trading Pokemon cards. And you know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this. And I had a holographic, very nice holographic Machamp that Thomas saw and he wanted. And so I was looking through some of his cards and I saw he had a holographic first edition Venusaur. And so I thought, well, I would I would love to have that, you know. And Thomas said, well, great, let's trade for it. And so we did it. And then, well, I was super happy with the trade. But then maybe, Thomas, you felt uh, a different way. I, I like Machamp. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Machamp guy. But when... When I realized how much more the Venusaur was worth and how much how much more hard to find it is, I was I had a little bit of trader's remorse. And so I I did the thing that most people would do and asked my friend if he would undo the trade. And uh, as you might expect, John refused to do this, which is understandable. A trade's a trade. A trade. Hey, hey, a trade's a trade. Now I would I'd be willing to trade the Venusaur back. I'd give it back, Thomas, for, you know, your your Charizard and uh $200. Okay, so now now we're getting into just a really bad trade because the Charizard is worth more than the Venusaur and I'm adding okay, 200. Okay, so now you've now you've looked up how much the cards are worth. It's all good now because Yes. Oh, I was just going to say as you can tell the friction is now gone because we we get along better than ever. And if anything, that you know that difficulty, that hurdle that we had to overcome together as podcast hosts made us that much closer. Yeah, I've just forgotten about it, basically. I find that it's best just to forgive and forget. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. On to the next email. Kudos on 22. Wow. What do you think are the most memorable moments of the podcast so far? All right, how about I choose one and you choose one, John? Okay, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. In our very first episode, Sydney Back was somewhat fresh off of her wedding, and she had a story or two about that. I think a few of the stories made it on air, too. Yeah. What listeners don't know is that she compulsively mentioned her wedding maybe two dozen times throughout this record. Yeah. And she talked about it in our, when we hung out at the park before the record. So it's not like we didn't know it happened. And when we were at the park, you know, the first couple of times she mentioned it, Thomas and I were very uh, kind, very effusive, very, you know, oh, congratulations. How was it? Did you enjoy it? And then she kept talking about it. And we're like, okay, congratulations. And then she kept talking about it. It's like, it, it, it felt like she wanted us to say something, and I'm not sure if we didn't, like, if we didn't say something. I just want to take this opportunity to say to Sydney, maybe people don't want to talk about the wedding for more than 30 minutes. Max, absolutely max 30 minutes, Sydney. And take the veil off. Yeah, she did have a veil on during the record. And she had a Zoom background that was a collage of 
all images of her kissing her husband, which is cute, but maybe not appropriate for most Zoom calls. Maybe reserve that for calls with your husband. Yeah. But we loved Sydney and we were and we were so glad and grateful that she was willing to kick off this podcast that has turned into such a cool synthesis of comedy and business savvy that is really starting to pick up. Yeah, thanks, Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. Now, the most memorable moment I have is episode five. Sydney was very memorable, but for me, it was Miles Potter. And I think you know why. He just kept asking us if we knew yeah. somebody. It was very eerie, yeah. Like, we were talking about LaCroix, and then he would, you know, he was excited to talk about LaCroix. He was excited to be on the podcast. But then he kept mentioning, like, do you, hey, do you, know, do you know anybody? Do you know someone? It's like, do I know someone? With no context. Just, hey, do you know someone? And so Thomas and I started digging. We started digging and trying to figure out, like, okay, are you looking for, like, us to hook you up on a coffee date with someone? Like... What is the nature of the relationship that you're looking for with someone? Are you just looking for a exactly. friend? Are you looking for marijuana? That Yeah, that's what I thought. But then he, whenever we would suggest something that he might be talking about, he would kind of like look down and to the left and just shake his head a little bit. Yeah. Which we took to mean, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then sure enough, five or six minutes later... Oh, hey, by the way, do you know someone? And then the tiniest shake of the head. To this day, we still don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. And he's been And, and he's every been once messaging. in a while, do you get... Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say... I was going to say, he does it to me. He does you? that to you? Yes. It's just the letter U, N-W-O, space, some, number one, question mark. You know Same. someone? At first, I thought it was a bot because I texted him back and I said, like, haha, good episode. Thanks for coming on. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then the same thing happened. And I'm like, oh, he probably he's probably getting hacked. Like, this is clearly a bot. Yeah. Based on his behavior on the pod, I think it is him. Yeah. Very, very odd. If anyone of our listeners has had this happen to them, please reach out to us. Email us at greatsamaritanspod at gmail.com with, uh, with the subject line, Miles, do you know anyone? Do you know someone? The only reasonable theory I can come up with is he's got some sort of implant where he's being controlled by... Oh. I know what happened, Thomas. Or I have a guess, at least. I think Miles got a little bit nervous to come on the pod when because he, he heard about phase one and... He just knew that it was a big kind of opportunity and big moment for him. And I think he had a little earpiece and I bet he had some established comedian on the other line feeding him what to say. Yes, that's probably it. The mystery continues, but that was my most memorable moment. All right, on to the next email. So glad you guys made it to the 22nd episode. What's phase two going to look like? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. What can we say, Thomas, without giving everything away? Well, I'll, here's what I'll say. I think it should be it should be dynamically active. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be dynamically active. Um, I think it's going to be 
sleek at the same time. I think people are going to really enjoy listening to some of the surprises that we have lined up. Yeah. And we're going to manage our overhead. You know what it kind of reminds me of? The, I think the best way to sum it up is it's going to be like the Amazon of podcasts. Yes. Amazon podcasts, phase two, you know, corporate synergization with... Omnichannel. Supply chain. It's going to be all, yeah, all that omnichannel for sure. Okay, I think we answered... <laughs> I think we answered that question. Now, kind of like how we would be going into the brass tacks if this were a normal episode, we're going to get into our second chance segment. And the first episode we felt where we missed an opportunity was Brisk with Dairy Queen. And we're going to play a clip from this episode, the exact moment that we feel like we glossed over something. Why don't you explain a little bit about your experience with Arnold Palmer's? Well, Thomas, where do I begin? Back in high school, you know, like when like kids would like go in their cars and they had nowhere. To, I was like from like a farm town. They would have nowhere to go, and so they would just drive around with their friends. I was that person, and my friends would go to our local gas station. They would get, I don't know, a Gatorade. They would get a Monster Energy drink. Well, what mm-hmm. I get, my eyes went right to the 99 cents uh, mar- uh, price tag, mm-hmm. and I saw Arnold Palmer, and I absolutely fell in love with the old man, who I'm pretty sure is a Republican, but that's no, nor here nor there at this moment, because he makes a damn good beverage. It is damn me damn good. Now, Thomas, it sounds like you found an opportunity in there. Dairy Queen said he fell in love with the old man on the can. Now, to me, that's a very evocative and poignant detail. I'm thinking we have to harness the attractive energy of Arnold Palmer. Okay. I don't think we can use Arnold Palmer, but we we can use this tool, this device... So we need to figure out who that person is if it's not Arnold Palmer anymore. We already mentioned putting putting the claymation characters on the cans, which is in this vein. But I think there's something about old men oh, yeah. that's even more powerful. What's better than an image of an old man? I don't know. The old man themselves. We hire this is another thing we're gonna we're gonna help actors out. We hire the old men who are in commercials and we give them the gig of showing up at parties showing up at places where you know a lot of influencers are at and they just stand there they stand there in their nice v-neck sweater vest or whatever they have their nicest outfit yes do they have product no they just come up to you and ask you hey do you know where there's a brisk around here oh that's it right that's it we hire elderly men from uh, perhaps we could start at, you know where I'm going with this, retirement homes. Yes. We get all the retirement home people who are like, I want to get out of here. I don't like it here. I want to be out. And we say, hey, you want to make a little money? And then we plant them at parties that we know influencers are going to be at. And we have them standing in their nicest clothes trying to have conversations about or asking 
the influencers if they've seen any brisk around. Exactly. Because they might be out of place. Yes. And so it, it might be weird if they have what they need. It's more natural if they're looking for yes. something. That's why they're there. Oh, that's perfect. So instead of standing there, maybe we have these old people kind of fishing through the refrigerator, fishing through, yes. you know, the freezer, looking in the pantry, trying to find something clearly. And I think... And then when somebody says like, hey, who are you? Do we know you? Then you get, bam, you got him right there. Hey, I'm looking for a brisk. And this is also really smart, Thomas, because if we truly want to become the most efficient nation yeah. in the world, we need to start employing yes. these people that have That's been right. retired. We have an entire army. We have an entire army of potential brisk uh, <laughs> conversation yeah. starters, let's call them, that are just waiting. I was going back and forth between do they need to ask every single person at the party or just every single crowd? And I think every single crowd is sufficient. So they have to be able to speak loudly enough for a crowd to hear them. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining crowds of, you know, six people in a circle. So you just get inside uh -huh. the circle uh -huh. and make sure everyone hears you. Uh huh. And then yeah. if they don't know where the brisk is, you go to the next crowd. If they do, you go to another crowd that's not visible by that first crowd. Yes, yes. Even if they say, yeah, there's brisk in the fridge, you do not go to the fridge. You go to the next group. The only obstacle that I'm finding is what if there's a person who is a social roamer? What if there's right. a person that's in more than one circle and recognizes what this old man is doing? Then I don't want to reinforce the stereotype that old people have bad memory, but I think we can use it as a mechanism oh, no. to get out of a sticky situation here. If we have okay. to, we break out. So the script... Yes, the script would say... I'm yeah. sorry, I completely forgot. You're right. I'm going to go get one. Or I'm we're spending too much time on this already, but I'm excited about this concept. We tell the the social roamer in the circle, "Hey, could you get me a brisk? Send them away. Ooh. Shoo them away." And once they're away, then you get to ask the circle, "Hey, do you guys know where the brisk is?" That's a great idea. I love how this is playing out. I could get into the nitty gritty of this, but for the sake of time, I think we're going to go on to our next episode. Perfect. The next episode where we think we missed an opportunity is the Gushers episode with Avery Lee. And it's just a small term that he used. So I'm going to play that clip. Let's jump right into it. Why'd you choose this brand, Avery? Sure. Well, um, you know, I feel like growing up for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, it was very much like uh, yeah, some, it had some cachet, a prestige snack. So I didn't catch the opportunity here. What, what, did, you, what did you hear? Yeah, this one is a little uh, harder to notice. Just the fact that he referred to Gushers as a prestige snack. Okay. And that might not sound like much, and it didn't sound like much the first time he said it, but in retrospect, there's a distinction between prestige and popular. Prestige is influential and causes envy. People can be envious of popular. True. True. But there's less influence. Yeah. I see. There's less cachet. 
Okay. You can be popular because you're a dumb idiot, because you're a charming goofball, you know? Uh-huh. But if you're prestigious... Well, I think being a charming goofball has its perks. True. I mean, that's kind of what I was in, in most school situations. Yes, same. But prestige is like Ivy League schools and Mercedes-Benz. Yes. And that's what I think we do. One, we try to get in with Mercedes-Benz. Two, we have some sort of way to really emphasize the prestige status that Gushers carriers have. Mm-hmm. Like a charm or a badge of some sort that you wear. A rosary. A ring. A ring, yes. Where the jewel is a Gusher-shaped... Yes, there it is. It's like a ring pop. Yeah. Maybe it's it's like a ring pop, and you could jam a gusher in there, and then eat it out out of your ring. Yeah, and then so you could you could and then load another one. Yeah, in. then you load another one in, and people could eat it off your ring. That could be almost like a you know like a a middle school way to flirt. Yes, exactly. We could, teach, we could teach middle schoolers how to flirt with the with the gushers rings. It's the perfect flirting mechanism because you don't know what to do when you're that young. It's true. Or in elementary school. They flirt, too. Yeah. They do flirt. They do flirt. I've seen it. I was yeah. one. And why stop at rings? You could do a pendant on a necklace, too. Ooh. And then you can start buying these these Gushers jewelry for that exactly. special someone. I'm thinking tiaras. Okay. Now, I'm going to stop you sure. just so I can get caught up with the concept. We are only giving these rings and jewelry to the most prestigious at oh the no i think you can go to the store and buy the tiara pack so it's it comes with a tiara and six packs of gushers or the bracelet pack or the uh -huh. ring pack and they're more expensive than just the box of gushers but you know they've got a nice image of a little kid model wearing the wear on the box who wouldn't want that and of course we've got tv spots flaunting yeah. them I'm most excited about the tiara. I think there's a nice little triangle or a diamond shape with four slots. Any piece of... You could get the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. As you age up, you, Infinity Gauntlet. You could have the uh, Infinity Stones be like gushers. People would go crazy for that. Now, this, this might be a little too risque, but you could do a belt clip. What? Is that... Oh, my <laughs> God, Thomas. Is that too far? Like... You're talking about how, like, when you go into Hot Topic and they have the customized belt loop, so you can have like a yeah. Batman symbol, or you can have like a what's what's another popular one, like the American Eagle, or okay. So you want? I think it's a little too risque because you're putting gushers on that belt loop with the assumption that somebody is going to eat it off. Yeah. We could sell that, but we'd have to sell it in like an adult store. Yes, that's for. Or adults. we could only sell it after. You show us your marriage certificate, and then we'll give you the belt loop. <laughs> so I think we've solved Brisk and Gushers. Let's move on cool. to our next episode. The next episode where I think we missed a huge opportunity is Snyder's. Okay, with Cousin Joanna. That's right. So let me play this clip and see if you recognize anything that we missed. And I think mm -hmm. part of it is like, it's extremely nostalgic for me. My mm -hmm. um, 
Thomas came over yesterday and got, he came in and he was like, so do you have any, any Snyders around? And I was like, it's funny you should ask. Because I opened my cabinet and there were literally like five different varieties of Snyders. And wow. I'm one of those psychopaths that like, it's all, here's the thing about pretzels, which is also amazing. It's all the same stuff. But in mm -hmm. different shapes, it takes mm -hmm. on totally new product. Like, it's, it's different. And so one of the ones that I pulled out was the first one that I remember, which is the big, classic, large, hard sourdough pretzels. And those yes. are the ones that my dad always loved. And he and I would eat them together. What do you think, John? What stuck out to you? Ah, oh, boy. The only thing that I could even think of was the nostalgia route. Exactly. Okay, okay. Well, what are you thinking? Well, I didn't have a specific idea in mind, but I thought that we could just workshop something. Okay. So when I think of nostalgia, I think of TV reboots. I think of vintage clothing, restored automobiles. Old video game TikToks. Mm -hmm. Any franchised paraphernalia. Of course, there's retro packaging. I think I don't think we mentioned that on the record. I think that could work, as totally. it could with a lot of brands. You could do the thing where you collaborate with Hallmark, and when you open the box, a retro-sounding jingle is played. <laughs> That's sick. Very Gerolsteiner-esque here. Yes. Something like... Dun, 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 dun. What do you think of that? Okay, that's perfect. Kind of like a Friends transitional music. Yeah. That's great. Maybe if you want, if you experienced this with a loved one and they have since passed away, hmm. you can call Snyder's, send a picture of the loved one who you, you used to enjoy the pretzels with, and then for a nominal fee, they'll hire someone... We can supply an actor to play. Great Samaritans loves employing actors. We are actors' best friends, everyone. Exactly. They need more work. It's an issue. They're not being utilized. So what is this concept? You're, you, you're framing it for me so well, but I, I need to know. What are the actors doing? If you want this service, you send Snyders a picture of the loved one you want to be represented... Okay. You send them an audio clip of them speaking. Any social media would be fine. As much information as you can su supply Snyder's, they will study it. And this actor will do the best job they possibly can to portray that person. They're going to come. If you really want to do this the right way, you'll send them clothes. And they'll wear their old clothes. Perfect. You'll, they'll, they'll wear their old cologne. You can, you can give them three or four catchphrases that they'll memorize well, that's, what, I, that's where I was going with the social media. You could, for maybe more money, give these actors tweets or Facebook posts that these actors could then deliver as lines. John, if this was... I hate to ask you to imagine okay. a family member or a friend of yours to mm -hmm. be dead, but I okay. want you to choose someone who you might okay. use this service for, and then you can provide an example of something you might have them do that really just sets the tone for you. 
<laughs> or if you're not comfortable doing this, that's completely fine. No, it's 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 great. It's you, Thomas. Oh, great. If, if something ever happened to you, then I could hire an actor and we could just listen to so much we could listen to so much of the episodes that we've released. This actor should have absolutely no problem picking up a few a few at least of your of your most popular sayings. That's right. I love that. Thanks for choosing me. Of course. Brass tacks. Yeah. Now it's time for the brass tacks. Hit younger. We'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> my mom famously doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, my mom doesn't like that. Another thing I say a lot. Okay, great. Nice. I think Snyder's has a lot to play with now. Our fourth of five idea. Our fourth episode where we feel like we maybe overlooked something was Nutty Bars with Sammy. Out of all of the the gamut of Little Debbie's products, what brings you to this one specifically? Well, it's the peanut butter chocolate combo. I feel like there's specific people mm-hmm. in the world that are just peanut butter chocolate people. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people like vanilla or like funfetti things or like sour candies, but like there are peanut butter chocolate people where whenever that is on the menu, whenever that is the possibility, they're going with the PB chocolate combo. Mm-hmm. Now, Sammy said something kind of interesting in this passage, Thomas, and I think I was so excited to see her again that I wasn't necessarily listening as attentively as I should be, but listening back to just the audio, to just the facts, she describes a com- an entire type of person. Yes. There's an entire class of person that we can be targeting. Yes, yes, yes. She mentions the PB chocolate people. Yes. She defined a segment that I didn't know really existed, even though I'm a part of it, I am one. She really had a great insight there, and I feel like we could have done a little bit more with that. So, how do we really hit PB Chocolate people? It's fun to not have to pander to a guest, you know? We can just in- enjoy yeah. the-, the chess game of two masters. <laughs> Completely agree. And I think that the way that we identify these people is through the U.S. government. I think we need to get a census going. Okay. Because they need to self-identify for us to be able to find them. Because you didn't even know. That's true. There's no better way to get that information. They've got they've got the infrastructure in place. Some old lady was in my stairwell asking me questions in February. So how about she also asks me, are you a PB chocolate person? Perfect. It's that, And it's that easy. Then we get that information. It's on your driver's license or your ID. And then we chocolate mander. Ooh. We, we find the highest density of peanut butter chocolate lovers in a population. And we aggressively put nutty bars in that area. Yeah. We fill the gas stations. Fill the convenience stores, the grocery stores. Get those displays near the checkout line. Yes. I also think we can unite these people by 
giving this group some sort of cultural cachet and pride in who they are. Mm. I'm thinking mm. we give them a handshake. We give them a song that they can rally together with. We give them a reason to, you know, hit the streets and pound the pavement together. Mm-hmm. PB Chocolate is not represented in today's media well. Maybe we have a organization like like Certified Organic. Mm-hmm. It's Certified PB Chocolate. Yes. It meets a certain criteria of flavor, of PB Chocolate content. Yes. And so PB Chocolate people know, okay, this is what I need. This has enough. This is going to get the job done for me. And then we introduce the PB Chocolate. Now that people know that it is a food group, we can introduce it to... Um, <laughs> restaurants brunch brunch places we can get it yes we can get people talking about it and this and this is the same avenue that kale took that avocado toast took it it seemed to blow up overnight you might even want to want to advertise if your restaurant were pb chocolate friendly yes we have menus that say gluten-free you have the gf circle you have the asterisk for can be made vegan and then you have the pb for can be made with peanut butter chocolate. PB hyphen C. Yeah, PB hyphen C. Yeah. All restaurants have PB hyphen C at the bottom of their menu and a little legend that yes. lets you know which foods yes. can be made with this. It's bold and it's brown. Okay, we're on to our fifth episode, our fifth and final episode where we think we could have hit something where we didn't. Totino's with Sam. Now here's the clip. But I think what I what I what I meant was like that was a period in time for me as a child. And now with the mm-hmm. pandemic, you know, instead of like on a weekend having to like pretend to be cool and like go out and like hang out with friends and go to bars and stuff, it's like, oh, I'm like reliving my childhood. I get to look forward mm-hmm. to like eating pizza rolls and hanging out and doing nothing. The way Sam was talking about reliving his childhood with Totino's. I felt like that was um, a, a bit of a target we could have hit harder. Yep. Completely was that what you were thinking? agree, yes. How would you relive your childhood if you had to, John Ramsey? Um, I think I would have actors who like play this. my mom and dad Great. bang on my door and tell me to go to bed when I'm not going to bed when it's bedtime. So even... If your parents are still alive, you'd have actors who are playing what they looked like when you were a kid. Yeah, it's. I don't want it to be inconvenient for my actual parents, but right. If I'm giving actors a job, then I would. I'd be happy to support that economy. So that I mean, that's the fastest trigger I think for me to get put back into that headspace. Yeah, that would work for me too. So that's definitely something. Totino's. And Snyder's could kind of have a similar service. Maybe this is its own company that various food brands use for different purposes. Perfect. This would be for actor temps. Yes. Yeah. And it's great experience. This is theater. That's just where that's where my mind went. What about you? Okay. When I think reliving my childhood, I think... Greatest Hits of the 70s, which is a CD I used to play. I think mm-hmm. playing with action figures alone in my room. Okay. 
I think walking to Blockbuster with one friend. I think lunch boxes. Yes. Hard plastic Rubbermaid lunch boxes that you take your lunch out of and then sit on it as a seat. Yes. I think jogathon, which is a thing my elementary school used to do. Oh yes, okay. A lot of schools do jogathons. My my school did something called fizzy sticks. Okay. Uh, I think the concept might have been the same. You were just trying to walk or run across America essentially, and you would maybe 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 we didn't have this, but the jogathon is where you get people to pledge to donate an amount of money per lapse and then however many laps you're able to do that's how much money they have to donate to the school or to some foundation totinos could have an eat-a-thon straight up yes people people pledge a certain amount of money and you get some world champion eaters i like that that's one thing they could easily implement they have that character pete zarol do you remember that now? Nice. Here, look. No, no, no. I don't remember what he Here's looks Pete like. Here's Pete Zarrell. Oh, my God. Perfect. Pete Zarrell. That, that could be an action figure. Yes. All you have to do is have a piece of rubber that looks like a pizza roll and then put some googly eyes on it. I'm really into fitness. Fitness pizza right in my mouth. That's a great quote. It could be one of those plush dolls where you squeeze it and it says stuff. Okay. I mean, who's stopping there? Not me. Here's the next idea. Both. Yeah. Here's you hire an actor to maybe not an actor, just a a mascot guy to have mm-hmm. the Pete Zaro mascot, and he shows up at parties, and it's not just for he could do kids parties, and he has a bunch of pizza rolls, so it's catered right there, mm-hmm. and he's he's got his catchphrases and he's got games. But it could be it could also be for for grown-ups who just want to relive their childhood and he just kind of hangs out with them in his mascot outfit and he's trained to make conversation that makes you think of your childhood. So he's got all these topics okay lined up. So you would send Pete a little bio of yourself and what you were into back yeah. then and then he would just know to talk about those things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's great. And if, if you don't even send him a bio, he's got a nice template of things to bring up. Okay. Yeah, because there were just so many pop culture references yeah. that you can probably make and be safe. Hey, remember Blockbuster late fees? <laughs> those sucked. Oh, hey, yeah, those did kind of suck. And look at us. Now we're kind of remembering the past and yeah. and we're here with Pete. That's nice. All right. I think, I think that's a solid amount for yeah. Totino's. Yeah, me too. Is there anything else you want to sort of pay respect to on this 22nd episode milestone? I don't know. I'm still just riding the high, you know, 22. Me too. You know, feel that. Feel that. Say that. Be be here for We're it. We're recording episode 22 right now. I like to equate how I'm feeling about recording episode 22 to the way that probably, you know. Neil Armstrong. Yes. Neil Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm almost afraid of being so satisfied with this that... Oh, boy. I'll not be Uh as motivated as I used to because I've already... Like, what's more once you reach 22? Yeah. but Well, that's what we have phase two for, though, Thomas. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Now we have phase three to look forward to. Yeah, that's right. 
And after phase three, things get bonkers. Oh my goodness. We have a couple ideas for phase three, but we're not even going to hint at it. No, not even going to give you guys any buzzwords. You're going to just have to keep listening. We will talk to you next week. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at GreatSamaritansPod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye-bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.